So I have the pleasure of interviewing the very first show, The Indies, The Chaotic Kingdom, Jason Chaos, the number one badass. How y'all feeling? Ready to go. So, Jason, where did your love for professional wrestling happen? Because we all have that moment. When, when did it happen for you? Well, I was about five years old sitting with my grandpa West on the bed watching Saturday Night's main event. And I saw Hulk Hogan and Macho Man come on. And I think they were they were fighting. I think it was like maybe Big Boss Man and Akeem. I know it was, one of, it was around that time where they broke up the Mega Powers and everything. But... When I saw that, I looked at my grandpa and I said, I wanted to be a pro, I wanted to be a pro wrestler, I wanted to be Hulk Hogan when I grew up. And he was one of the only ones in my family when I was younger growing up that encouraged me to go after my dream. That's heavy. Badass, when, when, did, you, when did you have your moment? Well, mine was more along the lines of junior high and my dad pushed me and stuff like that because I always liked getting in fights and stopping bullies from, you know, beating up on kids at school. And so he told me to, you know, go into wrestling to get rid of some of that, you know, energy. <laughs> and <laughs> I've always enjoyed wrestling, and I became three-time state champion in Kansas, mm. where I lived at, in, uh, you know, school wrestling. And then I went on and... uh I just had a passion for it bigger than hell and finally ran into a guy named J.C. Thunder out of Topeka and he ended up training me and I had many uh, guys that I'd come across that said that I, I had the talent to make it but I just haven't got there yet. Right. So how does how does that make you feel when when people say certain stuff like that do you take that and like and, and you take that fire and you go into the ring and you put on the best match you possibly can like how do you take that energy where well what, what i like to do is the way i've always been since i've been in this business is if i'm not entertaining the fans i'm not doing my job if I don't make somebody mad at me or pissed off at me or make them say a holy uh, whatever. You know, I'm not doing my job. I'm not shocking and all. I mean, that's the way I've always been. And if a person wants to get into this business, always follow their dreams, always. But if you're not entertaining the crowd, you don't need to be in the business. Right. Jason, how do you feel about that? 100%. 100% with that. I mean, we're in this business to entertain. We're in this business to connect with our fans. We're in this business for them to enjoy whatever amount of money they paid. I don't care if you pay $5, $10 a seat. I don't care if it's a free show. If you're there to watch me, I want to give you 100% of what Jason Chaos can do in the ring. I want to entertain the hell out of you. Or like Bones was saying, we're not doing our jobs. We need to make you either love us if we're a good guy or hate us if we're a bad guy. And if we're not doing that, we're not doing our jobs. Now, how how involved is creative? Like, do you have full creative control over your characters, or or do you work with do 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 the companies that you work for do they have their own creative team to help out with insist with talent? Uh, with me, uh, I have full control. Badass, you're the man. I have full control, and if they want to change it up, they need to give me uh, you know notice. 
time. So that way I have time to prepare for, you know, whatever they're wanting me to portray, you know, uh, uh, heel or face. I mean, I need to know, you know, beforehand. Absolutely. And like with me, I've, I've been Jason Chaos for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much myself. I mean, when it comes to it, I mean, I have the same attitude, whether I'm heel or face. You know, it, it's basically me. I've kind of got the attitude where if you like me, cool. If you don't like me, you know, work with me anyway, or, you know, we'll find something else to do. I mean, you know, it's just, it's the nature of the business. You have to be yourself. And with your characters, you have to have a little bit of yourself within the characters or it's not believable. Right. I mean, if you're just, if you're playing, if you're playing a choir boy and you're not a choir boy, then it's not believable, no matter how good of an actor you are. So there has to be a little piece of you in it. So, so you bring chaos in real life, Jay. Yeah, but it's the path of chaos is what I take people down and Woo! you don't love me or hate me. Either way, you're not going to forget me. And you're a badass in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, if I don't know if I'm as much of a badass as the number one badass, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm like maybe number one and a half, maybe two. But, you know, <laughs> can't claim to be number one. But. Now, now, who, now, who, how did you... Like, come up with, like, your team. Like, how did you come up with the stable? You know, the kingdom. Like, how? How? Where did, who, who, who started that? Well, I mean, really, I started I started the kingdom and wanted to pick people that I felt that were, would mesh well with the style and with the attitude I wanted, which was basically the attitude of we're taking over. It's kind of like a DX meets NWO kind of thing with a little bit of horseman. It's horseman's attitude. DX's Basically, you know, we're anti-authority and NWO's uh, stability, I guess you'd say, when you were first starting out. But, I mean, when I was thinking about this table, the first one I could think of was the number one badass. I mean, I, you need an enforcer that has your back that's going to, that you know is going to beat as much tail as you are. And that's what, that's what I was looking for. And then some of the other members like Pyro and the Fly Adam James I've known for a long time. And, I mean, he's, he's really skilled at what he does. And it's just kind of just kind of finding people that would that would mesh well with you, that you know you would be able to work with to take over. That's fire. So when so when did you uh, join Badass? Uh, I joined him uh, probably about three months ago. He came to me and asked me if I would be his enforcer for the group, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." I mean, I'm six foot. Three, 250 pounds, wear a size 13 and a half boot, so, yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not a small guy. <laughs> so He's like, definitely my Arm Anderson. Right, right. And, and but much, you, much taller. <laughs> okay, he's... And much more charismatic. And he's the Arn Anderson to your... Who would you say? I said he's the, he's the Orrin Anderson to your, if we're talking horsemen. I would say I'm probably more like a flair, just because of the fact that Woo! I have attitude and I uh -huh. I never shut up and I'm I am you know a smart ass talker, yeah, smart ass walker. So I mean you know you know the, the the king and the queen rule and everybody else basically destroys. So 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 how long have you been how long have you been wrestling? Oh jeez, like I said I start I started training at fifteen. 
and I'm 36, so it's been quite a while. I've, t- I've taken a couple of years off with my neck. Oh man, so, so how how many so injuries have since people think that wrestling is fake? How many how many injuries have you had in your career? I've broken 48 bones so far. <sighs> I know so I say so far because I'm not planning on ending my career anytime soon. So you know we're gonna keep that tally going for a while. Oh my god. Four, how many concussions have you had? Uh, fourteen. And when you felt Confirmed. your first, when you felt your first concussion, what was? Did you know it was a concussion? Like, how did you feel? Uh, I'm kind of stubborn. I just thought I was getting a little dizzy, just you know, blood blood sugar or something. But it was during the match, so you know, I'm not gonna stop for just that. So hmm. I kept going, and then in the back, I damn near uh, passed out into the lockers. So that's when I actually knew. Oh well, it's probably concussion. God damn! And and how many bills do you think you have? How, how, how much money do you think you owe in doctor bills? Oh geez, if I didn't have insurance, let's see here. I probably have four or five houses, probably four or five nice cars, oh, a couple more horses, a pond. You oh, know, shit. who knows? I mean, uh, trust me. I mean, I I could have you know bought out. Uh, the Sprint Center over here and through my own show with the amount of money I've <laughs> owed in uh, medical bills. Badass, how many injuries have you had? <laughs> You're really not going to believe that. You really won't. Because the only sustainable injury I've really had that took me out was an ACL. Oh, man. But the concussions are a different story. So you had a lot. Yeah, I've had 16 confirmed. Do you ever worry about, like, maybe, you know, I should stop my health? Like, no. No. So you wrestle. I will never stop. Like I've told my girlfriend and my children, all of them, I said, I'm going to be in this business till the day I die, either in the ring or behind the scenes doing something. I mean, that's how much passion I have for this business. I already told him when we get in our 80s, we're either going to have like a walker match where we have to catch all four posts <laughs> using our walkers, or like an ivy on a pole match, something like that, you know. There's always a gimmick match, even no matter how, what age we are. <laughs> now, do you think that it's, it's uh, important to have like a bond, not only in the ring, but outside of the ring? Because you have, you have to trust each other. And I know it's like timing. Like, you know, ha- have your relationship been closer since, you know, uh, y'all, y'all teamed up for the kingdom? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, with me, I'm different than most people in the business. Uh, I have a different perspective. When you're in the wrestling business, you're part of a family. I believe. That's my belief. And if I walk up to a fellow wrestler and call him brother, that's something I mean distinctively because he's part of the family. He's part of, you know, the wrestling family. Or a female wrestler, I call him sis or something like that. Now, if I walk up to him and call him by name, that means I don't consider them family. Right. Or anything like that. That's the respect I give to my fellow wrestlers and things like that that I respect. I respect that. Yeah, this, yeah, this business is all about respect. You know, but a lot of people think think respect is just, you know, it's a one-way street. No, it's a two-way street. You're supposed to support everybody and, you know, help the business grow by showing them respect. 
Absolutely. That's, I mean, this is crazy because I think a lot of our listeners would, would love to know like the insides and, you know, about the locker room, how, you know, how do y'all feel about the locker rooms that you, that you've been in? Like, how was, how, how was the respect level there? It's like any, any job, you know, some working situations are better, but you just kind of have to go with the flow and, you know, do what's best for, uh, as I would say, what's best for business, you know, you're there for a job, you're there to perform, you're there for the crowd. So, you know, you just do what you need to do, be respectful of everybody and just go out and do your job. Just another day at work. Now, speaking of, speaking of work, your first day at work, your first match how was the feeling in, in, in training? When did you, well, let's take it back. In training, when did you realize, like, um, how to move with the timing and how to call a match? Like, in training, before you even got to your first match. But when, when in training did you learn the timing and the calling? Well, I mean, at least when I was training, I mean, you had, first thing you have to do is you have to learn how to fall. You have to learn how to take bumps. You have to learn to get your car you up. You have to learn how to rent, how to run the ropes. Because if you don't run the ropes and you don't catch them right, you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else. That's like a major thing. But other than that, I mean, the timing, it's, it's different for everybody. I mean, some catch on a lot quicker than others do. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, the, again, it's the nature of the sport. I mean, some people are more uh, gifted, I guess you'd say. I mean, everybody. A lot of people have to drive, but it takes a lot of dedication to do what we do. Absolutely. Badass. Yeah. Um, when when did you learn like the timing, in the I guess so to speak, uh, the timing psychology? Like when did you when did you learn how to call like a match or how did you? Because it's like a dance. Like, how do you how do you where where did you figure out that skill or find that skill? Everything 
mean, it was like second nature to me. Mm. Now, what, Badass, what, what, was your, what was your first match like? How was the feeling that day, and how did the match go? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, let's go. You're going way back. Let's go. way back on me. We're kicking it old school, brother. <laughs> oh, my first match, I still, to this day, even with the concussion, backstage waiting for my music to come on, uh, I can take you through it. I literally had the biggest butterflies in my stomach. I thought I was going to puke the entire time. And when I got out there and I engaged with the fans and everything, it was like no drug could ever, ever make this feeling, ever. Mm. And when I got up in the ring... Jason, describe your day and your match and how and how it went. Okay, my first match, I was scared as hell. Uh, I will admit that. I mean, uh, if you know, have known me in high school, I was more of a quiet, uh, you know, uh, I guess you'd say nerd. I mean, I, I did, you know, I, I cared more about grades and stuff, but I still, you know, wrestled and trained and everything. But when I got out there, I got to be, you know, this bad guy. This guy that was totally opposite of my personality. And I just, once I walked through the curtain, once I saw the crowd, I mean, within probably 15 steps, I had an old lady try to hit me with her purse. <laughs> she tried to swing her purse at me, and I knew I was there. I knew I was doing something right if I had an old woman yelling at me. And from then on, it was just an adrenaline rush. And I mean, it was the best feeling ever. Like I said, there is nothing else on this earth that can duplicate the feeling you get when you step between those ropes and you put on one hell of a show. Now have, you, now, have you ever, you know, held a championship in any any of your divisions or company? Uh, quite a few, yeah. What, I know Bones has held quite a few too. Now, what what was it like? Uh, well, well, first of all, to go for a title, how do how do you how do you book that? How is the booking? Um, do you have to get do you have to get that certain amount of heat or get over? with the company to get that shot and then to get that angle. And then after getting that, how did it feel winning your, your, your championships? Well, I mean, you have to have fan support, whether it be good fan support or bad fan support. I mean, you have to have this fan support. You have to have the momentum going and you have to be a solid wrestler because there's no way they're going to book you for a title. If you're, you know, not putting a hundred percent into your matches and your matches are uh, under par. So that's the big thing. I mean, 
you know, coal gets turned into a diamond, but you have to, you know, put it through the process. You have to build that fan base. You have to go through that process in order to get the fans behind you, whether they love you or hate you, in order to make it to that next level. Mm. Now, break, break down a day or break down when you found out that you're winning the title and then you know you had to go out there and deliver. Like, how was that feeling and how did the match go? Like, play by play. And then badass, let me know too, because I know it's a probably a badass story. Okay, hey, Badass, do you want to take this one first? No, I'll let you. Okay. Well, my first one was probably, I'm trying to think here, what was my first title? It was probably a tag team title. And it was over in, uh, it was actually over in California. And when I first found out that I was going to win it, I was kind of in shock, really. Because I had only been doing it in that area for a couple months. Right. And it was still kind of green when it came to that area and, you know, working with the fans. But, I mean, like I said, I mean, I can be a smart ass really easy and, you know, I can get heat pretty quick. And so when they told me they were going to put the belts on us, I mean, first it was shock and then it was excitement. And then it was like, oh, crap. You know, now I've got to go out and, you know, yep. make everybody believe that I'm worth this. Right. So, I mean, you just kind of you work through the match in your mind. You talk with your partner. You talk with your opponents. And, you know, you figure out what's going to go over, what's going to be good heat, what's going to be bad heat, what's going to be a good spot, what's not going to be good spots, and you just work it from there. And then, you know, you see people get those emotions when they win their first titles and cry and just kind of get down on their knees. It's true because you've worked your whole life to achieve that goal. Mm. And when, when the company actually has enough faith in you to give you that goal, you know, that's when you know you made it. Whether it be an indie show, whether it be WWE, you know, mm -hmm. if this is what you strive to do and this is what you love to do, when you make it to that level, you know, you're going to have emotions. Mm. I feel that. What about you, badass? I mean, it, it was insanity, the match. And 
man. I mean, I honestly do not think I've had a better match since then. I don't think it'll ever top that. Just the moment? Just just, just being in yeah, that the moment? moment itself and how well everything came together during that match. I mean, it was like perfection. Now, speaking the of... The whole match. Speaking of that... <laughs> Um, now, what was, what was some of your best matches and then describe some of your worst matches and why do you think that those matches, it just wasn't clicking that night? Uh, well, one of my worst matches was a barbed wire match. Holy shit. Where the ring was wrapped in barbed wire. And... Right off the back, this is where one of my concussions came from. Uh, I was supposed to do a spot where a guy did a moonsaw off the second rope to the outside of the ring on top of me and two other guys. Well, instead of hitting the other two guys, he hit me dead on, and I had to take both of them down on solid concrete. Um the back room, people told me that my head literally looked like it went flat. Oh, man. In the back of my head. I went on through the entire match. I mean, I, I screwed up so much during that match. I mean, this was right at the beginning, this moonsault of the match. Oh, man. And this was a 45-minute match. <sighs> and I, I couldn't remember nothing hardly. Uh, I ended up breaking up. It was an elimination match, and I was just trying to get myself in the ring to, you know, stay off the concrete because I knew I was hurt. I knew I was injured, and I wanted to get out from that danger zone and everything. And when I got into the ring, I didn't even notice, but the other guy was pinning one of them for an elimination, and I fell on it. And he thought I did it on purpose, you know, as part of the show. Well, uh, I'm standing there dazed and confused. He picks up a steel chair and literally wraps it around my freaking head. Over it. And, I mean, I I still have no idea how that match ended or anything else, but that was one of the worst ones I've ever been in. Jason, how about you? What was one of your best matches? One of my best matches? Well, I, I'd like to think that's uh, yet to come. Right. I mean, I mean, you always, in this business, you always strive to get better. And I mean, I want to take it to, I want to take my, my career and the Chaotic Kingdom to the next level. And starting on July 21st at our next show, our next show you know, I want to start the process of taking it to a higher level and then a higher level. And then just when I achieve that higher level, I want all of us to achieve that next level. I understand. So what, what is one of your favorite matches then? 
matches. Probably we did a six pack challenge. It was a six pack uh, fans bring weapons. Fans I mean, bring really weapons. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, at one point I remember power bombing a guy onto a. It was food for less back in the day. It was a grocery store around here, and onto one of the metal shopping carts. Holy shit! And then I did this spot that other people have given me hell about for teaching. Again, my Kate brother is a spot, but uh, I did a bowling ball. I call it the eight ten split. And what I did was I I wore him down and threw him in the corner, and then I eight ten split the bowling ball right into uh, his nether regions. Oh man! Shit! Yeah, it was a crazy match. Now, now, can you tell can you tell the uh, the listeners out there like where can they find like some of your matches? Like, is it YouTube? I mean, you can do YouTube. I mean, uh, eventually we're going to be coming out with uh, DVDs soon. I know we're uh, we're talk- in talks with trying to create our own podcast that you can link matches on there. I know with the new federation, we're going to start uh, we're going to start doing more film. I know Bones has a Facebook page, as well as uh, we have a Chaotic Kingdom uh, Facebook page now that we're going to be posting matches and uh, interviews and that type of stuff on. Well, you know you got to put them, you got to plug them in Wrestle Cave as well because we, we definitely want to see that and we definitely want to support y'all. Um, let us know some more information, like exactly where they can find all your social medias before we wrap it up. Okay, uh, and then can I talk just a little bit about the upcoming show, if that's okay? Yes, sir. Please do. Plug everything. Okay, uh, you can find me at Jason Chaos on Facebook uh, or you can go to the Chaotic Kingdom on Facebook. Uh, me, you can find me on Facebook or the number one badass Facebook page, uh, or, uh, I have been known to work, if you want to see me personally, at, uh, Kansas City Extreme Wrestling. Awesome. And, and let us know where, where some of your upcoming shows and matches are. Okay, well, our next show is going to be at July 21st over in Bonner Springs, Kansas, at the Bonner Springs Community Center. And we do have a really good lineup. We've got the Bob Geigel Memorial Battle Royal. We've got a New Generation X, which is kind of like an X Division Fatal Six Way. We have Kyle King versus James uh, Orion. We have a female no disqualification match, uh, Judy Lynn Ramsey and Cameron Brene. Uh, we have a couple other matches, and we have the main event, of course, which is going to be the best match. I'm just going to plug it. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to destroy everybody. It's going to be representing the Chaotic Kingdom. Death and Destruction, which is me and Bones, against the cursed Blade and Kuda in a Bonner Spring Street fight. And we will guaranteedly tear the house down. <laughs> and there you have it. Episode 1, The Indies, The Chaotic Kingdom, Jason Chaotic, and then, oh, Jason Chaos, and the number one badass. Shout out to the Kansas City. Thank you so much for... Just sitting and, and, and talking to me, I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, this is what this platform, this is what we're about, um, showing love. And um, I definitely uh, feel inspired by your stories and, and appreciate, you know, what y'all do. Because we all love professional wrestling, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it till the day I die. Just like that, we out.